Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go live in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, almost live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am LBJ. You're there and I'm here. And you're listening to The Heartfelt Truth. Welcome. Let me start off by saying, as I always do, that I hope my voice finds you in good health, spiritually, mentally, and physically. Not necessarily in that order, but all equally important. To help us through this thing we call life. And if you leave this podcast and you didn't get anything from it, you probably weren't listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. I'm LBJ. You're there and I'm here. And you're listening to the heartfelt truth. Welcome. All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, right off the top, right off the cuff, I just want to share a few things. Yesterday, I had an amazing time. I got someone on my show, special guest, uh, first time Latino, a young uh, film director uh, for independent short films. We had a very nice conversation, and I will be putting that uh, out soon, very soon. Uh, as soon as I get it all together, I want to do her some justice. She was absolutely fabulous in, in coming onto the show and sharing her thoughts and, you know, her goals, dreams, aspirations, and so forth, and give you a little knowledge uh, also on how uh, to get started, I guess, or just basically, you know, following your heart, you know, and I, I definitely can relate to that. It's hard when you're a creative and you have things you want to do and you just kind of go out of the mainstream and you don't do what most people think you should be doing, and uh, she said something that was very interesting yesterday. And you'll, you'll hear it in the interview. But uh, the one draw, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the one thing that she did say that really made so much sense to me was that, you know, we, we have this question in terms of uh, life, you know, this thing we call life and how to muddle through it. And I shared that, you know, we all have uh, things to deal with. You know, we all had friends, family, uh, loved ones, you know, that might have left here. But we all have a contract and we have a... We have a soul contract and you're here for a reason and indirectly you are pretty much here to uh, fulfill that contract and I found that to be so amazing, so insightful for her to, to even say that. I thought that was pretty cool. So, but, um, so yeah, look forward to that. Her name is Jalen Perez. Uh, she's a phenomenal. I'm sure you can check her out on all the uh, social media uh, outlets and you can check her out on iTunes, uh, Spotify. Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and the infamous iHeartRadio. So yeah, check that interview out. It's uh, going to be a whole lot of fun. All right, so moving on. Listen, I, I, I felt compelled this morning to, uh, uh, to put out a short uh, video uh, uh, content uh, in terms of what I was thinking about. I wake up in the morning, and when I first started my podcast, I used to tell people, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm an early riser, and I'm a two-cup guy. <laughs> I haven't said that in so long. But I am. I'm still a two-cup guy. I have my little 
two cups of coffee in the morning and get myself going. And sometimes I get inspired. I put out a little podcast and then sometimes I just, you know, put my work together and stuff. I still have projects in the pipeline that I'm working on. But something hit me this morning. And, you know, I, I'm looking at the news and I, I'm not a big news guy, but then I don't want to be a hypocrite because I do watch it and I watch all the outlets. I don't just, you know, I don't hone in on one because you got to get a perspective on both sides. You're not going to get anything if you just stay pigeonholed into one point of view. So I, I kind of look at them all and I don't agree with a lot of them. And then, you know, some of them I do. But, you know, the funny thing right now is uh, the movement. OK, and, and people that don't want to. Uh, you know, rock the boat, you know, obviously Black Lives Matter. That is the movement right now. And, you know, something something funny kind of hit me this morning. You know, I'm looking at these celebrities. I'm looking at just people in general. I was looking at, here's a story. There's a waitress in San Francisco, and, and a family had just come out for dinner. They were celebrating a birthday. And a gentleman was sitting by himself, uh, later discovered that he is the CEO of a company, somewhere in, in, in uh, California, and don't know how it got started, but he started uh, ranting some racial slurs at this Asian family. The waitress kind of stepped in, and she really, uh, they brought her on the news. She said she didn't even know where it came from, but she got so passionate and irate about it that she was kicked him out of uh, the restaurant, and, you know, she apologized to the, you know, the customers, and she became friends, and you know, that, that is very definitely uh, not an act of kindness. It's an act of being a human being. And she later on shares the fact that, you know, she doesn't believe. And she says, you know, it's horrible that people are getting judged by just the way they look, you know, and let's throw in the color of their skin. And, and I, as I sat there, uh, it just it was amazing. And then later on, the gentleman uh, somehow sent a letter to the restaurant or to the family and he apologized. You know, he formally apologized. I'm sorry I shouldn't have said these things. And as I sat there and I, I echo the sentiment of, of the waitress and, and, and even the family. You know, this is what happens, you know, people when they get outed, you know, and, you know, they've been accused of being racist and they actually unwittingly, you know, show it out in public and realize that, oops, I got caught. In order to save their business and save face, they send you this formal apology. And as I sat there and listened to it again, just uh, uh, echoing the uh, the sentiment of uh, the family and the waitress, like, I don't believe a word you're saying. You know, because what happens is you're, you're, you're trying to save face. You're trying to save your business. You don't want to have the world cave in on you simply because you were caught. It's no different than a, a person that goes into a, a department store or anywhere or into a bank and they decide to hold up the bank or steal something out of the store. If they get away with it, they don't say anything. They say to themselves, kudos to me, I didn't get caught. But the moment they get caught, the moment the officer puts their hand on their shoulder or catches them in the act of, they start to apologize. They say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Then they come up with all kinds of stories to justify their actions. And I, and I, and I find that, you know, it's just a reaction. You know, they, some people start crying, uh, not laughing at anyone. They, they start crying and they're apologetic and I'm sorry. 
but they're just, it's just a reaction to getting caught. So how is anyone supposed to believe when someone says, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean this, da, 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 da. we're done. Uh, so my point being is, how do we expect to believe that? Because if just yesterday you were spewing out some really nasty stuff, and now you want me to say, oh, okay, that's all right. Well, the point I'm trying to get to again now is, uh, and I became uh, very passionate as I was watching these stories. Then I watched another gentleman who I actually really enjoy, uh, ironically, not just because he's, you know, he's black uh, or anything of that nature, but Darius Rucker. I mean, I've never met the man. He's had some really, really good songs over the years. And I saw a passionate interview with him, and he was, you know, he's in country music. One of the few African-Americans that are embarked in a music that he loves that is generally not expected to have a person of color. And, you know, I kind of related to it because my father is a gentleman who was born in the South. And he, I could just remember it, I, I don't know the songs, but I know who one of my father's favorite musicians were is uh, Charlie Pride. I don't know if anybody remembers that name. Look him up, Charlie Pride. He was one of the first uh, uh, African-American uh, country singers and, and loved the music. And, and let me tell you something, I have nothing against country music. I actually enjoy some of the songs and the stories, but... You know, people look at you, and, and and even very, very dear friends of mine, you listen to country music? I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. Why am I not supposed to listen to it? You know, so it's it's kind of weird. So I listened to his his little interview, uh, and and it really touched me, and I, and I just had to jump on the microphone and share some of my personal thoughts because he got emotional right on TV, and I, and I, I find myself... The older I get a little bit too, I'm getting emotional because as you get older and you look at, you know, you know, your past and you're, you know, you're not 20, you're not 30, you're not 40 years old, you're moving beyond that. And you look at all the things that you've kind of accepted, the kind of things that you just kind of let fly by the wayside, like water on a duck's ass and you just let it roll off. But now it's being brought to the forefront and this movement is, uh, really changing people's perceptions, their views. And some people are saying, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have done that. But we got away with it for so long. Now, listen, I'm not picking on anybody. It's just the facts. So with most movements, there comes change. And I'm, I'm hopefully optimistic that things will change. But I was so moved because, you know, I have children. You know, I have boys. I have a daughter. And and as Darius, he, he said he actually had to sit down and talk with his son, who's about to drive, explain to him how it feels when you get stopped by a police officer and what you should and shouldn't do, being a young man of color. <sighs> a lot of people don't have to have that conversation. And it just popped in my head real quick. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to say this here. Now, you know, don't chop my head off, but if there's a conversation that's made uh, to children, uh, my lighter counterparts and, and my, my dear friends, is that they have a different conversation. You know, it's almost derogatory to be careful of that person over there because they look like that. Or watch this, you you can't play with that one because he looks like that. And the conversation is a little different. 
Yeah, the conversation you know that I have and and Darius had is is life changing for your children. So, we're not going off on a tangent. My point I'm trying to get to is, and I, I look back on even on my own life, and I say to myself, there are so many things that I just kind of let go by the wayside. And you know, even in my my last gig, uh, which I'm, I, I really enjoyed, you know serving and doing my my job it was absolutely fabulous i've met some fantastic people but there were things that uh, i actually endured myself and i I never really opened the door for a whole bunch of jokes and (laughs) and all that stuff i never i never fell into that because i don't make jokes about other people per se you know we can tease you know and and rip friends a little bit but i don't i don't make you know derogatory hurtful statements and jokes about people so that I, I never opened that door but i must admit that i've heard things i've seen things uh i've witnessed things i mean as a young man to a young adult to a full-grown fledged 40 hour a week adult i've listened seen and heard things personally and you just let it go by but then what's happening now is people are not letting it go by anymore and my only wish is that if if this is how it's going to be you know, of course, obviously, we, we don't want any violence. We don't want, you don't want people going out hurting each other because they're angry. All right. You know, the movement is, is trying to help people. Uh, what I've seen, the movement has, is very diverse. All right. In, in a lot of ways. But, you know, and, and the flip side and the other side of people that are angry uh, as human beings, we don't want change. But they're angry because they got caught. They got caught with the status quo is no more. I was very passionate when I I watched a couple of these interviews and then I just started thinking about my own life. And listen to me, you know, without going down and I have to, you know, uplift my voice and and my, my, my conversation here. It's not a pity party. It's not a woe is me kind of thing, you know, because these things have happened. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, even, I mean, I've had situations where I get on the phone and I'm talking to someone and then I meet him in person and say, that was you on the phone? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you definitely don't look the way you sound on the phone. Well, that's, and I would laugh and, well, it's a product of my environment. I mean, it's what do you want me to do, my mom and my dad? So these are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, I've dealt with. I've had people blatantly right in your face say something. I'm like, wow. I don't know. It's crazy. But anyway. I'm hopefully optimistic that the world will change and uh, change for the better. It's a slow process, but I, I, I've said it in one of my other podcasts. You know, until people get to that place of acceptance and and full acceptance of understanding what's going on in the world and how we're going to live together uh, peacefully, and it's going to be a slow process. It's the way it is, and and I and I, I think about my kids and. Uh, other people's kids, family, my nephews, my nieces. It's kind of, uh, it can be very, very moving and challenging at best. So there you have it. I just want to put it out there. I know some people are saying, oh, here we go. And listen, here's the deal. Here's my disclaimer. You know me. I am, I'm, you know, inspirational, motivational, and I try to give people just another way of looking at things. And if my conversation today just did not fit your agenda or your palette, that's okay. If you choose not to get back to the LBJ, the heartfelt truth again, I get it. 
I hope that one day you might, you know, have a change of heart and come back and say, you know, he, he, he made sense. See, this is not about being right. It's about making sense. You know, that's the way I talk because, you know, it's common sense. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's a hell of a concept, period, to see any person on the ground in distress and you decide not to help them and not even knowing them. Think about that. And I always used to, you know, talk to the students and, and, and give them concepts. You have family members, you have you have you have siblings, you have relatives, you have a mother and father, hopefully, and I'm sure you did at one point or, or you do in your life because you're here. The fact of the matter is, I used to get on students that used to uh, kind of be disrespectful to the teachers and I'd say, Well, what if that was your mother? right there and, and, and you decided to do what you did. How, how would you feel? What would be one of the first things you want to do? You want to kick somebody's butt. You don't talk like that to my mother. Hence, think about what you do. Think about what you do before you do it. You know, step back, you know, check out your actions and uh, make another decision. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I kind of went on a little bit and uh, that's fine. Uh, I was moved by Darius Rucker and uh, a couple other people, the waitress, who stood up for the uh, the Asian family, and uh, it's just, I felt compelled to say something because myself, like I said, I've had um, this, you know, you know what's happening real quick, and I'm going to end it on this here. You know what's happening right now with the movement, and a lot of people don't want to rock the boat, people don't want to be judged, and but I'm going to tell you this here. I don't care where you came from or, you know, what environment you lived in. If you lived in an all-white community, you lived in a diverse community, you lived in an all-black community, an all-Spanish community, Asian, whatever the case may be. The fact of the matter is what this movement is doing right now, and people are so passionate, self-included, that it reopens and revisits in your mind the things that have happened, the things that you saw, that you knew that were ultimately, and without a reasonable doubt, not right, not fair, judgmental, racist. And you know what you did? A lot of people, if you believe or you don't believe, you know, what you're taught in the Bible, they just turned the other cheek and you walked away. And you say to yourself quietly, hopefully this will get better. And as famously said by another gentleman, who I never met, you know, you want, you know, you hope down the road that you're judged by your character and your content and not by the color of your skin. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me to come into your life for the last few minutes. I hope you found my voice somewhat inspirational, a little motivational, and just gives you another way of looking at things. So what I'm challenging you to do is at some point in time today, go in the bathroom Close the door and then look in the mirror and ask yourself this one question. Are you part of the problem or part of the solution? And are you going to leave this world a little bit better than when you got here and the way you found it? Think about that. And with that being said, as I always do, take care of yourself. Take care of your families because family is so important. And as I say, if you see someone that needs a helping hand, if you can, stick yours out and try to help them if you can. I believe this one act really, really will make the world a better place.
And it's going to be one of those things that help you on your journey to becoming the best person that you were meant to be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm LBJ. You're there, and I'm here. And you've been listening to the heartfelt truth. We will talk again. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to LBJ, The Heartfelt Truth. I am LBJ. If you have any comments or feedback, reach out for me at lbjtheheartfelttruth at gmail.com. Also, look me up on my social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check out my interview with upcoming young Latina, Jalen Perez. She's a director, co-writer, and producer, and she has racked up several awards in quite a few film festivals. Should be fun.